on Jesus this morning. And I intend to keep right on the road. And with that, I told them this morning before we left, I said, I don't like to shut the Holy Ghost down like that and go on to the house. I just like the things, amen, to just roll right on, Brother Michael. I, I'm like Brother Ronnie. I don't like to hinder the Spirit. I don't like to shut the door when God is moving. But we just have to find a, a, a stopping place and, and come back. And I told him, I said, y'all want more of the same but what happened here this morning? Y'all just come back and be a part of it. Y'all just got to wade off in the water. As the old movie said, y'all come on in, boys. The water's just fine. Yeah. When Jesus starts to move, brother, running, it's like the pool of Bethesda. about the Holy Ghost. 
And then once, once Lynn starts it, Domino's across the table. Domino. Dennis. And they just keep bouncing around like a big old uh, bouncy ball. God drops a, a nugget on one person, and then the next person sees that that nugget's moving, that it's starting to grow a little bit, and then God gives somebody else a nugget, and, and just bounce it right on across the table to somebody else. Just like that story that uh, Lee told here last Sunday night. Old boy sat back in the crowd, and the uh, preacher was preaching. Sometimes that old boy just sat there, and other times he's, he's shaking his head. And after several so the preacher, he, he just got the curiosity, got the best of him. He just couldn't stand it. So he went up there, boy, and said, I noticed the whole service. And every time I come to a good point, you'd either say, oh, oh, or say amen, or you doing this number. He said, yeah. I was doing that. He said, when the parts come to me, I'd say amen. And if he didn't, he said, I'd just pass it right on back to the next brother. Because he didn't apply to me. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something there. The moral of the story is that, that's a good thing, Lee. I, I just, I could, that just bounced on my brain. I remember you telling that. I just thought I'd throw that in. It's quitting on me. But that, that was a real good nugget right there. But that brother had that story, the moral of it wrong. Every bit of that applied from him right on back from the front pew to the amen corner better than ours. And then it went from the doctors and the lawyers on the front pew to the hypocrite back in or on the other side on the corner back in. As the preacher told during that revival that I went to, that gold tail thing. And we'll get to the prayer request shortly, maybe. He said, it ain't your sins that's going to send you to hell. It's your disobedience that's going to get you there. Your disobedience of plugging your ears up and being stiff-necked, being dumb and stupid, that's what's going to land you up in the middle of hell. And the hypocrite that calls ourselves Christians is sitting way back there on the amen pew that's judging everybody else when they got more dirt under their doorstep than, than a little baby sitting back in the wood. And don't know no better. They love to point their finger, but they got a river in their eyeball instead of a beam that they could drown in. And some that thinks themselves better than everybody else all shooting with their nose in the air, Brother Floyd, and if it rained and God let it rain real good, they drown because they're too stupid to let their head down. Because they load it down with so much sin that it's just unreal. Have no idea. Yeah, and then this other preacher, he was a former football coach for George Tech. And he was one that was preaching and, and the good Lord just moved him right on down the line. And there was a fellow, I don't know, he was way on down in the middle of the crowd down there in the bleachers. And we had over, right at 5,000 people just on one side of that football stadium. And evidently God had showed that man 
a man that was sitting there and God was talking to him and that preacher finally I reckon the camera got right over on the one that God was wanting to hear this and that preacher yelled at him hey brother look over here at me God's got something for you God's wanting to save you God's wanting to heal you he won't set your family free he won't break the yoke of bondage of sin off of you and your family he won't heal y'all up Old boy started getting up. Hang on a minute, brother. God said he had something for you. He wouldn't let that brother leave that stadium. He just told me, he said, God's got something for you. You can't leave. He said, look over here. Finally, that brother finally just sat back down. Fifteen minutes later, he was on the ground at the altar in front of that preacher. Tears running down his face, crying out, God have mercy on me a sinner. That's what I like. When God can... Use another man to, to get somebody's attention. That if there's something right there, God can use another person, whether it's a child or whether it's a grown up, to break a man or woman down and use him or use her and break the yoke of bondage of sin by telling them Jesus loves you. God's got something for you. He wants to break the chains. All you got to do is come up here and let him break them. God's got the only chain-breaking ship that you will ever need. And J-E-S-U-S is that key. He's the one that's the key to unlock all the chains, Brother Mikey. I'm telling you, folks, I don't know why God's had me say this. This is twice today that I want to take up prayer requests and get this service started. Mom's shaking her head back there. I was sitting there this morning, Lee, and I was studying on the fourth chapter of John. I read a few scriptures, asked Brother Michael, I didn't get to teach that whole thing. God got a hold of me and I preached half the day. And then God turned Brother Michael loose and he preached too. I thank God for that. It wasn't me. It was God. All I had to do was just obey and then let God use me, turn loose. Turn loose and tell God, you get the driver's seat, God. It ain't me. I don't want this. I'll eat the crackers and, and you can have the bone sandwich and you can have the steak, whichever one you want. What you don't want, I'll take the scraps. And God came in here and took over. And man, the Holy Ghost fell. I've got two little brothers beside Brother Mikey and Sister Brenda sitting right there to tell you how the Holy Ghost moved this morning. And Sister Brenda, I wouldn't took nothing for that this morning. Sure wouldn't. We had one more service this morning. Before we go on into the service, I'm going to kind of try to behave myself. I doubt it, but I'm going to try. But I ain't going to apologize for it. Anybody got a prayer request? Yeah. Uh, let's be, still be remembering that we prayed for him back there in the, in the office back there. He, when I talked to him, was it this morning or this afternoon? I believe it was this afternoon. He told me he was sitting up on the side of the bed. He had to eat some. He's doing a little bit better, but he's still going to go back on that 24 uh, vent tonight so he can breathe and everything. But he said he was doing 100% better. His oxygen level was up to about, I believe he said, 50 or 51% of 
But I believe God can bring it right on up to 100% and throw that thing off in the corner and not have to worry with it no more. And I got a friend of mine. He used to be here. Lee, I don't know if you know him, Ben. No, the little skinny fellow that was here. Him and his wife. He, he needs prayer. He's going through some stuff right now. And him and his family really need prayer. So y'all, his name's Ben. Y'all keep him in your prayers. I ain't going to say what's going on because he asked me not to. Big part of it, you can probably guess it, but I'm not going to throw the football out there because it ain't up to me. If God wants it revealed, he'll reveal it. But y'all be praying for him because he's, he's a truck driver and he's out on the road most of the time. And, and then he's he's assistant pastor now at a church down in New Albany down there somewhere. This little old colored preacher, amen, for they started going down there, and, and, and the old fellow needed to assist the pastor, needed some help. And just so happened, I reckon God had sent Brother Ben down there, and I reckon he accepted it, and so far, so good. The Lord has really been working, amen, in the service. He told me what some, they're in revival down there this week. And he said, I think tonight's the last night. He said, so you be praying for me on top of that. Either at home or down here at the landfill sometime today, he was trying to haul some garbage off, and he stepped on the board with a 16 penny nail that went plumb through his foot, plumb out to the top. And he said, trust me. He said, if I had been a puppy dog, my tail would have been slamming against that ground. He said, I kissed that thing, I rubbed it, I done everything but cry. He said, and I wanted to do a little bit of that. He said, because that thing hurt. I said, well, brother, I said, just keep it doctored and we'll be praying that God won't let it take and set up gangrene and won't let you have to get your foot cut off. He said, hush, don't even cuss me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little brother to death. He's, he's just as sweet as he can be. He's godly-minded. He loves the Lord with all of his heart. Y'all just pray for him. Be remembering our church, y'all, that God is going to continue to send folks our way here in just a little bit. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. I said I wasn't going to open the doors up, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because I'm not going to let one monkey stop no show. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and do it in a, right here just in a few minutes. But anybody else got a prayer request before we pray? Don't you to pray for my kids. Amen. They've got a problem. They want the name of Amen. And pray for Brother Billy Michaels. He went the other day and had a colostomy. He thought he had had hemorrhoids real bad. And when they run the colostomy, they found a tumor in his prostate about the size of a softball. Mm. So mm. y'all be praying for him. Let's be praying that when they go back in there and look at that thing, it's going to be completely gone. And, and if it ain't gone, let it be just no wall. Scar tissue or something or other, and there'd not be no cancer in there. It ain't scar tissue, brother. It is a tumor. He's got to go well, in. Well, we're going to pray, though. It ain't going to be no ain't gonna be no cancer in there when they go back and look at it again. Well, God can take care of it. Yes, sir. He can shrink that thing and it disappear and never be seen no more. And I believe that with all my heart. Because he said he was a God that healed all of our diseases, amen. And he said he's a man that can't lie. He cannot and will not lie. 
be remembering that. Uncle William, 92 years old, always been able to get out and go and do whatever he wanted to or whatever he wanted to. And young as he's going blind, he's just about there. Let's pray that God will take the scales off his eyes and open his eyes back up and he can get out and do whatever he wants to do, especially whatever he can do for God. And he, he's always been used to going to church. He goes to East Heights at Tupelo. And he's been a member there for 10 years. And he loves to go to church and he loves the Lord. And he's, he's kind of depressed because he can't hardly get out and go to church no more like he wants to. Because he can't see the driving. He ain't talking about hardly driving unless his daughter drives him. And when she drives him, they're going back and forth to doctors all the time. Yeah. So most of the time, all the time he gets to, to hear about the Lord is if, if myself or some other preacher or his preacher comes and sees him at the house. The rest of the time he's sitting there like this in a recliner chair sleeping. And I don't think that's God's will that brother has to stay at home and miss God's service. So let's be remembering him and his wife, Julie. How old is she now? 86. And she's got the cloudiness on her brain of Alzheimer's, y'all. One minute she can remember you and remember what you said, and 10 minutes later she'll be repeating it because she can't remember. So y'all be remembering her every time you pray that God will take the clouds and the dust and the fog off her mind and give her back her right mind. They've been together 55 years, Brother Bernie, and I can only imagine between the two of them, every time we go in there, that sweet little lady's saying, can we, can we, can y'all take me home? Can you take me home? Where's my husband at? Well, he ain't feeling too good because they say that she ain't going to get no better than that's when God loves to come on the scene and say, uh-huh. When the doctor says, uh-uh, God says, yes, sir, uh-huh. He wants to come on the scene and set people free. Amen. Y'all be remembering Daddy and Aunt Carolyn and uh, Jojo. Yeah, we're going to keep praying that God's going to send them people out here to help us play tunes and, and let the sounds. We're going to open these doors up and let the gospel music roll out in the parking lot across this county and let everybody hear it.
and just talk to you and just ease your mind a little bit and pray with you. And he seemed like he walked out on the porch when we were laughing, cutting up over our uh, evening. He was threatening throwing his Walmart vest out in the yard and sat in the car. I said, brother, that's what you feel like doing, do it. I said, if it makes you feel better, burn that dude. <laughs> so y'all be remembering him. Anybody else? Let's be remembering that. ain't made to stop on a dime. I tried it. Nearly turned one over. We was going to South Carolina. I was working with uh, Kimes and Stone Construction. I had a tank truck that I was driving had liquid tar on it. That once you get the ground level, you pour that down on it before you pour the regular asphalt down on it. And there's a woman went through a red light. Three o'clock in the morning. And as she came by my door in that truck up on two wheels like this, I looked out the driver window. And she had a baby that didn't look like it was over six months old sitting in the back seat. And I missed her by inches. And I rolled down that highway on two wheels, I guess for 30 minutes, seemed like to me. And it seemed like a lifetime. And I was praying, and I guarantee you, when I got out of the cab of that truck, they needed a brand new seat in there. <laughs> and when it did finally set back down, it never did turn over, I thank God, because I just kept praying, Lord, keep this thing, even if it's on two wheels, make her stand straight on two wheels, don't let her turn over. Because I knew, I knew if that thing turned over, I was a dead man. Yeah, you know right. <laughs> I would have been a dead man if that truck would have turned over with me in the spot where I was at. It was her on one side and the ravine looked like about 150 foot straight down. And if I went over it, that would have been all she wrote. And God kept his hand on me. I thank God for that. That was a miracle for sure that he worked in my life. He kept me from dying that night. Kept her and that baby from dying that night too. When I got out of the cab of my truck, I was on my hands and knees in the highway, bawling like a baby, and thanking God for not letting me die, and not letting me kill that mama and that little baby. I won't never forget that. that that's been etched in my mind for a long time, and I've never forgot it. I don't guess I ever will. Some of my bosses that was down the road about five miles, they bowled their trucks up, come running back up our own foot. They didn't even try to turn their trucks around. They come running up the highway, asking after me, trying to figure out yelling for me. They thought I'd throw out of that truck. 
Got run over with it as it went. Right down there on that highway on my hands and knees, crying out to God. And they run up there asking me, are you all right? I said, with God's grace and his love, I'm fine. I'm good. Took me about an hour to get up off my hands and knees, and I crawled back in that truck, and I got to that destination. And I told him, when I get home, I won't be back in this truck. Y'all can and I never did get back in that truck. When I got her back to the yard, I pulled the keys out of the ignition, had her shut it down, handed the bosses the keys, and I said, later days, and I never went back. And I thank God for that. Anybody else? All right, let's all stand and kneel, and let's reference the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we approach your throne one more time. God, you've heard every request that's given in. And God, I thank you. God, for everyone that's gathered, bless Brother Clovis, Aunt Carolyn, Lord, and, and Nita Joe, and for Ronnie's request, Lee's request for his kids. God, save them, folks. God, help them to repent. Draw them to you, God, before it's too late. God, me and my family, my mom-in-law, God, bless her. Continue to heal her. Bless Mikey's kids and his mama. Lord, for our brother Floyd and brother Earl and brother Popeye back there, for everybody that's here. God, I ask you to meet every need. God, go with us in this service tonight. Move us out of the way, and you get the glory for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. I thank God for all of you that's come out tonight. I think Michelle was trying to tell me before we go ahead and get started, go ahead and gather up the tithes and offers right quick. And let's go ahead and get that thing out the way. Brother Mike, if you don't care, come get an offer plate, brother, and help us take up our offer. Lee, say the blessing old offer, my brother. Father, we thank you for this service. We thank you for this day. God, I ask you to bless this offering. God, for the upbuilding of thy kingdom, God, multiply it for your use. Bless those that have to give and those that have not in Christ's name. Amen. Let's keep our minds on the Lord tonight. The Spirit's already moving. I don't mean to didn't mean to tell the long story and hinder everything. I felt like sharing that this, this evening, what God can do, and how he can just hands on you and keep you safe. That one right there can testify to some of that. Because he's been through some predicaments too, out there on that road. Jack knife one. But God kept him alive, he didn't let him die. Take it from my hands. 
I can't do this on my own. Jesus, take the wheel. Brother Ronnie, I love that. That's the reason when we was back there praying, I told the Lord when we was praying, I said, Lord, you slide us in the driver's seat. You get in the driver's seat. You drive this service, whatever you want out of it, you let it happen. Don't let us get in your way. I don't never want to get in God's way. I just want God's will to be done in every part of this church and every part of my life. I want it all, Michael. Whatever God's got, I want it. Every last thing he's got, I want it. He said, count it not robbery, Brother Ronnie, to be counted equal with him. He also says that we're grafted into the vine. He said, I am the vine. You're the branches. We're the adopted Jews, as I was telling this morning. We're grafted into God's Jew vine. Talking about the woman that didn't know Jesus and didn't know anything about him. He asked her for a drink. And she was dumb as a box of rocks, didn't know who the Lord was. Then when he began to tell her and hear her where she lived and told her about her sin, she went running there by said, Come see the man. Come see the man that told me everything that I ever done wrong in my life. That's what God could do. Once, once she went on down through there and she got saying to Messiah, the Christ, when he comes, he'll teach us all things. He'll tell us of everything. And he had, it took him looking her in the eye and her looking him eye to eye. He said, I am he that you're talking to. I'm the man. The Man, the true God, I am the one, the only. And then he began to tell her everything she had done wrong, including having the wrong man in her house that didn't belong to her. He told her, said, go bring your husband, come on back. She said, I ain't got no husband. She said, I spoke well. He said, you've had five husbands and the man you got right now don't even belong to you. He ain't yours. What's he doing in your house? He don't belong to you. Send him packing. She went and said, come on, come see the man that told me what I did. God can break you down. You can hide things from us in this flesh, in this walks of life. But God is an all-knowing and all-seeing God. He knows all and he sees all. Beware for your sins is going to find you out. The cover's too short and I'm going to promise you, you can lie to yourself all you want to. If they sin in your camp, it's going to come out. You remember Joshua? Oh, Joshua, God had rewarded him. He told him what to do. Day for day. Don't you say nothing. Not one word. When them soldiers marches around that wall, every day, you let them blow them trumpets and make a noise one time. And it just rocked on and on, brother Lee. 
And that old seventh day rolled around. And then God's boy spoke to old Joshua in that day. He said, now you get up. You go with them this time. Now you tell them to march seven times around that wall today. And when they get around that wall that last time, not only them, but you, lift your voice as loud as you can. All the musical instruments, you slip that voice ring, and when it comes forward, that wall is going to fall. That city is going to be yours. But, there's a but there. When that city falls, I'm going to give you everything. That city, but the spoils of that city, don't you touch none of it. Don't take nothing out. Not one cup, not one spoon, not one fork, not one plate, not even a speck of dust on the bottom of your feet. When you go out of that city, you shake it off. Don't take nothing with you. One greedy dog busted soldier got the lust of the eye. And he saw all these pretty shiny goldy cuts, plates, spoons, forks, and knives. He said, I just only hear him right now, Lee. Man, wouldn't that look pretty sitting up in my china cabinet and my table set real pretty with all that. So he let the sin conceive in his mind. He started getting it up in a sack. And when he loaded all that stuff in that sack, he throwed her on her back. Here he goes. Take the toe of his old sandal. Kick that old bed up in the corner. Dig him a hole in the ground, Brother Mikey. Come on. Throw that stuff down in there and cover it up. He thought he had that here. And then here come, a, here come another battle. And when they got out there fighting it, they got their behinds paddled real good. And old Jonah went, old Joshua went before God. Look what happened. What happened? Come on. He said, you got sin in your tent. He said, you won't win another battle. Ain't nothing good going to happen to you. You find out what's going on. You better go look. Old Joshua went out there hunting. And he told the other soldiers, he said, you search everything here. He said, and if you find it, you come to me and you tell me. And they walked up on that old soldier. Uh-huh. Walked right up on that bow-legged rascal. And he began to rear back and brag. So they brought him before old Joshua. Joshua asked him, he said, you tell me where it's at. I want to know where you got it. He told me, he said, if you want to get in on my bed in the tent. They went out there and flipped that bed upside down, flipped the tent upside down and all, and there it was. He told me, he said, you get this? Not only do you get this, but you take him.